Having received his first tangible clue, he makes his way towards the untamed wilderness, where he is forced to draw his blade and do battle with bushes. Lots and lots of bushes. Stupid bushes. Oh, these stupid bushes, man. How long am I gonna have to go through all these stupid bushes to... <gasps> Wait a minute. Is that a fire? I think that's a fire. That, it's gotta be a... That is a fire. I don't want to spook them. I better sneak up on them. Hello, friend. Oh, crap. I hear you. Scrabbling around over there in the brush. Come. Warm yourself on my file. Uh, hi. Um, yeah, this, this guy told me, uh, to, to come and meet you. He's kind of a, uh, a mage. A mi mystic. Mysticism or mystic mysticizer? A mysticist. Yeah, okay, uh, that. I am told that you seek me. Let me introduce myself. My name is Kando. Uh, my name's, uh, Inro. Uh, the house of, uh, Keeg. Kendo Lalrissian, pleased to meet you. Wow, this is a really elaborate high five. I am the Baron Administrator of this campfire. Come, take a seat. Let's talk. Hey, thanks. It's, uh, you know, neighborly. You have the Baron of a warrior, indeed, but I do not know in what areas you are trained. I seek to hone your skills for your inevitable battles ahead. Yeah, honing, honing would be great. I, uh, I, I need to be honed. So, do you favor single weapons or duel? Dueling? Is, is that like, what, like a rapier or something? Or, uh, like a foil? Oh, it's the latest thing, my friend. One weapon in either hand. Oh, because usually I just, you know, have, have a sword in one hand and like a bottle of skooma in the other. And how is your ranged fighting? Ranged? You mean like with a bow or just like throwing the empty bottle of skooma? Archery, my friend. The ultimate evolution of non-melee fighting. Nah, I don't use bows, man, because, you know, they're, they're too ambidextrous. I, uh, I, I don't have anywhere to put my skooma. You don't even know how to use a bow? Man, you must die all the time. No, I've never died, but I've, uh, <laughs> I pass out a lot. Enough talk of war. Okay. Let's talk about your spirit. Okay. Which gods do you worship? Gods, huh? Yes. Well, um... Well, I guess the, uh, the Nine Divines. Your, uh, your Akatosh and your, um, uh, your, uh, your Parquet. I don't, uh, need any more cholesterol, you know what I'm saying? Uh... Did you know that those gods are not the true gods? Yeah, Talos. Uh, Talos is another one of them. The Nine Divines are a fantasy created by men to entertain men and occasionally women. Yeah, I'm hearing more and more of that. There is another pantheon that is not spoken of. This coming sun's dusk, you will receive a book. You mean November? I, I mean, you're right, yeah, yeah, sun's dusk, uh, yeah. At the end of this book, 
you will find a list of names. Yeah, Books and I don't really uh, get along. In that list, you will find the names of the gods. See, I don't see uh, how this helps me at all. There is one true god. His name is Todd. Todd the God. Well, that's a real time saver. Collectively, the Pantheon is known as Bethesda. Bethesda? They are the ones who control your fate. Dude, you're acting like my life is some sort of game that these gods are playing. No, man. They don't play the game. They only set the stage. You see, these gods got together around a big table. And they said, hey, I got an idea. How about we lose dragons upon Tamriel? See how that works out. See, you're the first guy that I've talked to that actually believes in the dragons. So, so you know about that, huh? Mm-hmm. I bet Todd himself came up with that one. But the others agreed. Because they have sworn fealty to Todd. Yeah, well, who wouldn't? And they will do as he commands, so they set to work. Creating the scourge of our age. The scourge of our... Oh. You've met Skjorda too. No, man. The dragons. Oh, yeah, right. The dragons. Sorry, got sidetracked. The legend tells of a prisoner, I am told. You have recently been released from incarceration. Oh, man. I told Mr. I have eight kids about that in confidence. Oh, I understand. I understand. It's not an easy topic. Never. Just don't mention showers, okay? It's easy for one to get institutionalized when fighting against the man. Actually, I was uh, kind of fighting a bar wench and uh, lost. You see? You were a stout warrior, and yet you lost to a bar wench. It was the will of Todd himself that made you lose that fight and brought you here to me. Yeah, well, yay, Todd. I've got some serious emotional baggage attached to that. Todd is powerful. Todd is good. Oh, praise be to Todd. Yeah, well, this guy's so powerful, and how come I'm just hearing about him now from a dude around a campfire? You must believe that Todd has an epic endgame in store for you. I wonder if he's gonna let me keep playing after I've slayed all the dragons. As the smoke curls from my fire, I see visions in it. Yes, I see that you will slay many dragons. And you will take their souls and use them to power your fury. What, you mean like the Highlander or something? Yes. Oh, you will absorb them and you will You'll shout a lot, you'll, you'll learn the language, you'll learn to talk like them. You mean like this? <laughs> I've been practicing that, I met this dude back there. <laughs> uh, never mind. Some thoughts have a certain sound, thought being equivalent to a form. Through sound and motion, you will be able to paralyze nerves, shatter bones, set fires. Suffocate an enemy or burst his organs. <laughs> okay. Alright, man. I uh, I hereby and forthwith declare shenanigans on you. Because that, sir, was a direct quote from the 1984 David Lynch masterpiece entitled Doom.
a thank you. Yeah, but it was the 80s, man. That film was tight. Yeah, you'll get no argument from me. Yeah, between that and the TV miniseries, I thought it was the stronger of the two treatments. It was remarkable that it was as good as it was. Especially given the degree to which it diverged from the source material. Enough talk. Uh-huh. It is time for you to perform your first quest for me. Hell yes, bring it. I need you to go to town and find me some giant potatoes. Oh my Todd, you have got to be sh Language. Hitting me. With irony. With those potatoes, I will make a stew that will blow your mind. Then we'll talk more about weapons, cause man, you got a lot of work to do. Here's a little IMDB factoid for you. Do you remember back in episode two, where that guy was talking about that guy that sounded like the other guy that played Ming the Merciless in Flash Gordon? Well, did you know that that guy also played Dr. Kynes in Dune? And that, my friends, is your full circle. So anyway, Inro, what is he doing now? Oh yes, he has received a quest and an artifact from his new friend Kando Lalrissian, who has given him a magical compass that will show him directly where to find the potatoes he seeks. Okay then, uh, I guess this is the place. I guess I'll knock. Hmm, no answer. Well, I guess that gives me the right to just open the door. Holy crap, this place is pretty opulent. Oh look, the arrow turned green. That's interesting. Well, I guess I'll just walk this way. How <coughs> dare you invade my home? I demand to know who you are. Ooh. <clears throat> uh, I am Inro of the House of King. I am Soros Uvula, and my name is whispered in the nightmares of children, and homeless folk, and small puppies. Uh, well met, creepy-looking gray dude. And what gives you leave to enter my home, human? Fear not, friend Dark Elf, for I mean you no harm. How comforting. I have been sent on a quest by my master to fetch giant potatoes. And I have sources which tell me that they are here, within your lavishly appointed compound. Potatoes, eh? You risk your life for potatoes. Typical. Typical, huh? What's that supposed to mean? Well, look at you. You haven't seen the business end of a treadmill in Akatosh knows how long. Oh, snap. Playing the weight card. That is... Oh, man, that is wrong. You... I was hoping for a workout today. What are you, carbo-loading? Look, man, I, I didn't come here looking for a fight. I, I, I have this compass here, and uh, I was looking around, and every time I saw this red arrow... I would just go in the direction the Red Arrow told me to go, and it brought me right here to your house. Well, your story is radiant indeed, human. What, uh, I'm sorry? Uh, radiant? W what does that mean? Well, in this context, radiant would mean, uh, random. It's a random story, as if it was just made up on the fly. 
Well... Yes. Well... I mean, in hindsight, as far as quests go, I mean, th this is honestly the first place I've looked for these potatoes, so uh, if they turn out to be here, it would be really, really cool and easy. And you thought just because some compass told you that I have these potatoes of yours, that I would just give them to you freely? Well, no, I, I thought of about three options. Number one, I could pay you for them, but uh, I don't have any money. Shocking. Uh, number two, you could send me on some ridiculous whack job quest and I'd have to go somewhere else and do some other petty thing for you. No, thank you. Or three, and this is my preferred option, uh, I just kick your ass. Before we begin the sequence of combat, which is inevitable, I would tell you a thing. And here we go. I am an elder in House Telvani. Are you familiar with us? No, I've uh, actually never heard of that. Of course you haven't. Well, suffice it to say, we dedicate our lives to a study of magecraft. Pansies. I have specialized mine. Ooh. Since the age of ten, I have been mastering the art of destruction. Oh. With a focus on frost damage. Dude, do you see how much fur I'm wearing? I mean, really. Let's just knit this in the bud right now, man. Just give me the potatoes. I will pluck your flash-frozen eyeballs from your pathetic skull. Ew. And use them as ice cubes in a cocktail. Yo, well, speaking of eyeballs, Mr. Dunmer, has anyone ever told you that your eyeballs look kind of like little cherries? Little girly cherries? And then I will mount your frozen corpse. Ew. In my gallery of frozen corpses. As an example to those who would invade my home. Hey, in my defense, I knocked the door. You didn't answer. That's rich people code for, I don't want rabble coming into my house, and yet you traipsed in anyway. The penalty for this is death. What, death by air conditioning? Please, dudes, give me the potatoes. But before you die, Todd, no. You should know that yes, I do have the potatoes here. Ha! Called it! That compass of yours is magnificent. Right? And I will use a chisel to extract it from your frozen fingers. And I will take it for my own. If you want my magic compass, you're going to have to pry it out of my cold, dead... <sighs> Idiot. That's exactly what you just said, isn't it? And one last thing. Holy crap, this guy likes to talk. I'm sorry to keep delaying like this. It's not out of fear, seriously. It's that I simply cannot help but gloat. It's not very often I get trespassers, you see, so please allow me this time. Thank you. Anyway, even in the unlikely event that you were to defeat my incredible magical talents... Which I'm sorry to say is happening, so anyway, please continue. My potatoes are held in an enchanted chest protected by a lock with a combination you will never guess. That's where you're wrong, Frostbite. The combination is pi. Right? The number of the combination has been handed down by the gods themselves. Exactly, and so was pi, so I solved your riddle. It is a sacred number. Are you even listening to me? And someone as ignorant and pathetic as you will never fathom the combination in 200 years. <laughs> uh, yes, okay, well, let's start fighting. <laughs>
Wait a minute, hold on now. Wait a minute. The combination, it is 3.14159265. What the hell are you talking about? Okay, Mr. Scholar McBookerson, you don't even know what Pi is, but you've been studying magic since you were 10. You should really get out more. You come unbidden into my home. Insult my craft. Lame. Insult my intelligence. Whoa. Insult the color of my eyes. Cheerios. You, sir will have a special place in my gallery. And that's just weird. Prepare to die! A snowball? Really? That was my most powerful spell! The Hoarfrost Cascade! Yeah, Nords are immune to frost, dumbass. No matter. I am also a master of the long blade. Yeah, well, this fight hasn't lasted long enough for me to, uh, you know, drink my entire bottle of skooma, so I'm going to show you what I've been told is a very important aspect of combat, and that is ranged fighting. Think fast. What have you... What is... Oh. Yeah, that was my last bottle, too, so... Uh, enjoy, buddy. Fly, Cliff Racer, fly so much of a fight scene, but anyway, okay, let me follow this arrow over... Oh, look! An enchanted chest. Lock. With a six-digit combination lock. You'll never <laughs> guess it. Alright, three, one, four, one, five, and... Oh, it's still locked. Well, let's see. A sacred number. Important number handed down by the Gods. Well, I guess I'll just start at square one. One, one. One, one. One, one. You are kidding me! Wow. Those things are freaking huge. Tonight we dine on the stew of destiny. Having completed his first quest, which challenged not only his combat prowess, but his mental faculties, he victoriously makes his way back towards the edge of the forest, where once again he must travel through various shrubberies and things to get him back to the campfire, which Miraculously, is still burning long into the morning. One would ask why, but one just wants to get on with the story. Ugh, in Howard's name. You'd think there'd be a path or something. I mean, didn't they just cut through these stupid bushes like, like two episodes ago? Key, is that you? Kando? Hey, man! Stew me, brother, cause guess what I got in this bag? I'm sorry, friend, but the stew's gonna have to wait. We are in crisis mode. What? Well, why, man? What's going on? Well, friend, it's... Well, it, it's kinda hard to explain. I, I think it's best you witness it for yourself. Yeah, I'm ready for anything. You just lead me to it. Admittedly, I've only known you for a few minutes, but... From what I know of you, 
I think this is beyond even your considerable talents. Yeah, and you thought I couldn't beat someone at range, but guess what? There's a dark elf back there laying drunk on his floor because of my ranged fighting. Yeah, high five. Nothing? Alright. Friend, there'll be time for you to regale me with your exploits later. But for now, I need you to take a crack. At that. Hey, it's that mage guy that, that told me your name. You, you guys obviously know each other. Then. Hey, hey, little uh, mage guy. What's going on, buddy? Well, I don't know what is going on. There's something so wrong with this empire. I mean, I... Uh, care to fill me in on the uh, details here? Well, our friend Sebastian here... As he told you, he's a master of mysticism, but he also has two other very special skills that he spent a long time practicing. Acrobatics and athleticism. And unfortunately, the uh, powers that be have decided that these two skills are, well, no longer required. And what does that make me? I mean, does that mean I'm useless as a person? I mean, I have value, and for some reason, no one apparently appreciates the value that I have as a person. No, no, dude, I, I appreciate you. I mean, if not for you, I would never be here, starving to death around this fire waiting for stew that's evidently not coming, but, 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 no, you, you have dragon lore. And the, uh, the dragons are coming, and so you, you could be like our, our first bastion of defense against the, uh, the evil Saurian overlords. Uh, you, you, you're the man, dude. Don't listen to some, some suit and tie that decides that, that you're not, um, so, so, so you're like a, like an acrobat or like what, like a dancer or something? Someday when this all blows over. I want you to have him show you his dance interpretation of the real Baranzaya. It is breathtaking. I swear it almost made me cry. Two years of my life. Two years that all I did was climb up to the highest hill I could possibly find and I just threw myself off. I broke my legs 15 times. Luckily I had a friend who was a healer and so I just kind of like crawl in and he'd heal me. And what would I do? I would climb up to the top of that mountain again, and I would throw myself off. I mean, I lived in the freaking Mage's Guild. You'd think I'd learn at least one basic restoration spell. But no, I was obsessed with mastering the art of acrobatics. <laughs> I've got an idea, man. Um, why don't we distract him by uh, preparing this stew? I mean, uh, I, I could, uh, you know, cut the potatoes, and you can, you know, uh, add other stuff, and, and, and we could eat, and, and that would uh, make uh, him feel better, right? Sebastian, don't, don't you think that, that some, uh, some nice stew would make you feel better? Actually, that is a fine idea. However, we don't have all the ingredients we need. This stew I told you of. It's a special blend my grandmother used to make. It's, uh, well, to be frank, it's a weight loss stew, Hero. Uh, I've noticed that you, um, 
have a bit of a paunch, and I was hoping that this uh, special blend would uh, make you a little lighter, you know, fit for fighting and whatnot. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah, you seriously need to lose some weight. Yeah, okay, guys. Well, thank you for the intervention. Um, all right, uh, what, what ingredients do we need for this thing? Well, you've got the potatoes. All we need now is uh, venison and flax seeds. Since you have no skill with a bow, I will go ahead and uh, acquire the venison. You, my friend, will go with Sebastian and you will go pick flax seeds. What did you just say to me? I need you to go pick flax. Actually, that's a really good idea. I, I think that going out and picking some flowers would make me feel a whole lot better. Hold on now. I'm gonna go pick flowers? Are you kidding me? What? Yeah, what's the problem? G guys, I, I don't know if you know where I'm coming from, but uh, I am a Nord warrior. I mean, I've got a sword, and I wear fur, and I go out and I beat things to death. I'm not going to go picking flowers. That goes against everything I believe in. Why does this offend you so, friend? Picking flowers. It's like... A... You know, it's girly. Oh, shut up. No, he didn't. Ah. I see your mind is not yet fully opened. So let's talk about this. What is it about flower picking that you find so girly, per se? Why is it so objectionable to you? Look, man. I'm a drunken killer. I go out there, I drink skooma, and I hit things. And that's just what I do. It's my way. I'm not going to go out there and, and put on like a little silk dress and romp around and frolic in the fields and, and pick daisies for dinner. I mean, it's just not right. I mean, I'm a hunter. There are gatherers that do these things. It's a basic issue of social stratification. So it is the symbology of the flowers themselves that you find too feminine for your taste. That's right, exactly. <laughs> I used to feel exactly the same way. Kando, do that thing. Tell him that thing that you told me, because, you know, this is going to blow your mind. This is so cool. Okay, watch. Do it. Kando, do it. You see flowers as a symbol of femininity. And by extension, and I know this is not politically correct, but we're all friends here, I'll just say it. You see it as a sign of weakness, no? Yeah, exactly. A flower is a symbol of everything that is the opposite of me. I mean, they're small, I'm big. They're uh, delicate, I'm not. Uh, they're pretty, and come on, let's face facts here. I'm not much to look at. Uh, flowers smell good, and <laughs> have you taken a whiff of this? And here comes the finishing move. You must not see it as going out and picking flowers, my friend. You must see it as beheading all that is counter to your personal beliefs. What? Beheading? Exactly. And booyakasha. You will go out there and you will stalk your prey. You will find the pretty little flaxseed plant growing out in the wilderness. Some are blue, some are yellow, some are red. They're colorful and vibrant and delicate. And you will go up to them and you will Chop their heads off. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll bring their heads to me, where we will cook them and feast upon them. Actually, you know what? When you put it that way, it really doesn't sound that bad. 
I don't care what they say, but flower picking is like the most masculine thing that a guy can do. I mean, it's just so awesome. My friends, your words are wise, and I see the truth of them. Come, my overly emotional yet somewhat disturbingly well-toned friend. Let us go pick flowers. I swear you're going to love it. In fact, if I wasn't married, we could pick up so many chicks by knowing how to properly pick flowers. Oh, really? Let me tell you this story. This one time I made this thing, and it was called a Fortified Personality Potion, and it was so kick-ass. <laughs> I can't believe I pulled that off. Well, now that they're all doing manly things like picking flowers, I gotta go do something wimpy. Go out and kill Bambi. Cause man, that guy needs to lose some pounds. I know it's a necessary evil, but... Man, I just feel horrible every time I do it. If I'm not careful, I might end up talking to myself. So here's the deal. That's all the story we have recorded for you now. We were going to continue with a Father's Day episode that was actually very charming, but we kind of never got around to it. So if you'd like to hear more, show your support. Leave a review on iTunes, or go to inrollkeeg.com and email the Keeg. Detailed instructions for doing just that will be available on the home page. And if we get enough requests for more stories, well, maybe he'll get off his arse and do something about it. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. You've been listening to Keeg's Quest, a Skyrim adventure. I'm not going to bore you with the extended credits. My name is Rich Matheson, and I did pretty much everything except for the music. Music selections were taken from the Morrowind and Oblivion soundtracks by Jeremy Soule. Also featured were the Dune soundtrack by Toto and the Flash Gordon soundtrack by Queen. Pick them up on Amazon because they're badass. This story was based on the Elder Scrolls universe created by Bethesda Softworks. This production is not affiliated with Bethesda Softworks, but is a work of fan fiction and free advertising. Everyone, go buy Skyrim on November 11th, 2011, if you're not waiting in line already, because I'm seriously considering my tent and sleeping bag options for the 24 hours before November 11th. <sighs> yeah, I really need to get out more. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah, he really does.